University of Colorado Biology Department? Great. Look, I understand you're currently doing research on stem cells. Cool, because I'm currently in possession of some uh, aborted fetuses. I'm looking to unload. Now, how much do you pay? No, no, come on. I, I got a guy in Cleveland who's going to give me $80 a pound right now. How about 100 Are you breaking my boss? I, I think about it. Boss Nod Medical Group? Yeah, I called earlier about the stem cells and the fetuses. Okay, hi, Randy, yeah. Oh, yes, they've been kept in a cool temperature, yeah. These are primo fetuses, Randy. I wouldn't jerk you around. So what can your company give me for them? Oh, Randy, you're breaking my balls here. You're breaking my balls, Randy. Oh, please. Okay, you tell me where you can get aborted fetuses for 70 cents on the dollar. You tell me, Chuck. Yeah, I didn't think so. You know, I'm just like the fetuses, Chuck. I wasn't born yesterday either. Uh-huh. So you're going to talk to me or are you just going to keep bullshit each other? Breaking my balls, Chuck. I got to unload these fetuses. You want to do some research. Are we talking here or what? You're breaking my balls. I'm telling you, if you let the steel pass you by, you're making a fetal mistake. That's <laughs> it. 110. All right, all right, we got a deal. Get back. Damn, I'm good. You gotta be able to offer me more than that. Yes, I realize there's a ban on stem cell research, but I've got 30-some-odd human fetuses in my backyard. I'm sure there's other research your company can do with them. You'll take one? Okay, how much for one? Oh, Jack, you're breaking my balls here, Jack. Yes, hello, is this Captain Bly Seafood Restaurant? Yeah, hi, I've got a shipment of about 31 of the most succulent shrimp from the West Indies. These are killer shrimp, Gary. Your customers are gonna love them. What kind of price are you paying for shrimp? Oh, Gary, you're breaking my balls, Gary. How about ten and a quarter? Balls, Gary. Breaking them. All right, I'll call you back. <sighs> Sweetie, your friends are downstairs. They need to see you. Not now, Mom. I've only unloaded three feet high. I've got to sell the rest before they spoil. They say it's an emergency. <sighs> All right. Butters? Yeah? Are you through databasing the clientele sheet? Just about. All right, well, you got to take over the telemarketing for a bit. Uh, okay. Just remember what I taught you and follow the protocol. Next number to try is on the list. Right. Uh, hello? Is this Mr. Thompson with Anatomy Research? Yes, uh, hello, sir. Uh, well, we have a surplus of unborn fetuses that we think you could use for dissection study. Uh-huh. How much do you pay for that? You're breaking my balls. I said you're breaking my balls, Mr. Thompson. My, my balls. America. You're breaking my balls. You are breaking my balls. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all freaking ages, welcome back. You guys made it. How you guys been? You guys been good? I've been good. I've been chilling. Just chilling. You know how we do it. Every single Monday, Mind of Manson podcast. You know what I'm saying? Might as well just get in might as well just get into it. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening every Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Pocket Cast, Anchor makes it all happen. Follow me on all the social medias. Pretty much just follow me on Instagram, y'all. Uh, Instagram is mostly the only thing I really use. So uh, give me a follow on there, man. It's M-A-N-S-Y-N-8305. Manson8305. That's where you can find all the updates on the podcast. You know, you know, it's funny. It's weird. It's cool because I see a lot of people in town. And they're like, oh, David, how you been, man? What you up to, dog? You know what I'm saying? What you up to, man? You still rapping? You still doing, you still doing music? Nah, I quit, dog. Oh, you quit? Why did you quit? It's a long story. 
But then they trip out when I tell them I didn't quit music and I have a podcast. They look at me like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, well, what the fuck, bro? What you want me to do? Be a loser like you, puto? Huh? You want me to fucking be in a gang that hasn't been around since 2003, puto? And fucking watch nothing but fucking chomito videos all day and reminisce about the good old days? Fuck that shit, bro. I'm making money off this podcast and the fucking music. Fuck out of here. What's your fucking valley bullshit, vato? La neta, bro. I'm just kidding, y'all. Did I touch a nerve on some of you? Did I? Did I? I bet I did. Ronnie Lonnie did a bunch of these beats. I don't know who he is, but his beard is weird, apparently. Yup. Attitude era, Holmes. I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna start treating people. I'm gonna start treating my life like it's the attitude area, area, attitude area, the attitude era from fucking. From the WWE. Fucking dweeb, all you do is read the dictionary and stay inside. Like I keep saying, I think MG, MGK did really good on this battle. You know what I'm saying? Yup. I'm just sitting here. I'm just sitting here talking to my people. You know my people. You know. You know my people. You guys are my people. You know the ones all the all, all over America. Shoot. All over America, for real. You mean you got a podcast, Manson, and they listen all over America? Yeah, bro. I also got family that listens to this all the way in the United Kingdom. UK, what's up? What's up to all my beautiful people out in the United Kingdom? I love you guys. Y'all know this. You guys know this. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. You guys are amazing. All my people in fucking France. I see you guys. France, what's happening? Shout out to the UK. Shout out to France. Shout out to fucking all my family out in India. I see you guys. Japan, what's up? And all my people in Australia, I love you guys. We're praying for you guys. This, this sucks. This sucks. All these wildfires in Australia, this sucks. It breaks my fucking heart so bad. Um, because Australia is a beautiful country full of beautiful people, beautiful animals, and it's just a damn shame that this is happening. And I'm sad as fuck about it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm fucking... I'm hurt about it, you know? You know, wildfires ain't good, especially when they're big and when they get out of control, you know what I mean? That's just... You know, it hits, it hits close to home because, once again, go back into the archives, ladies and gentlemen. Go back into the archives and go listen to the podcast. It's like... The second or third podcast I did, shit, it's called uh, Breaking Down the Spring Creek Fire, actually, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, a, it's a podcast I did about a wildfire that happened last summer, a couple summers ago here in Colorado. It was weird because it was only 50 miles from Alamosa, so 
but yeah, man, shout out to everybody in Australia. You guys are gonna pull through this. You guys are gonna be good. You guys are gonna be okay. Your Uncle Mance is here for you. And all these listeners, we're a family. You guys know that. We're a family. We stick up for each other. We stick together. And no matter what, we're gonna push through this. So everybody, go give Australia your thoughts and prayers. And give them some good energy because they need it. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of good energy, all of you guys listening, shout out to all y'all. Y'all need some good energy too. I wish y'all nothing but the best. I'm just chilling, man. I'm in a, I'm in a good mood. Kind of, kind of, I don't know. I should be higher than I am, but I actually have to go somewhere here in a little bit. And I'm be driving with a pistola on me. And that means I don't want to look high. And I don't want to be high Because even though I still got enough respect for the law to follow it Kind of Just depends But yeah man you gotta You gotta have your peace on you I can't stress this enough ladies and gentlemen You guys have to have You guys have to have some kind of protection on you at all times because um, this world is fucked up This world is crazy Evil is out there Evil is everywhere And it's looking to bring you down And that's one thing you can do Is let evil get the best of you Because evil ain't shit There's no reason to be scared Especially of evil people Evil people ain't shit That's why when some shit just goes down You gotta be prepared with your pistol And I don't care about you or your stance on guns you can hit guns all you want, but once they start shooting up Walmart or the shopping mall and that motherfucker next to you has his concealed, you're gonna be really thankful that that fucking dude has that shit. So why don't you shut the fuck up and learn how to use a pistol before it's too late? You know? I always encourage everybody to have a pocket knife on them too, because, you know, you never know when you gotta cut a zip tie from something from the store or cut a box open or, or cut somebody that's trying to fucking kidnap you. They showed this one video on the news the other day. Uh, this little kid was walking like three houses from like his baseball coach's house to his house, and the little camera, the ring doorbell camera, um, picked it up. And it was like an attempted kidnapping, and the little motherfucker started like yelling out for his mom and started like throwing rocks and shit. Like he got away, but not everybody gets away. You know what I'm saying? And. Sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, sometimes when I'm like nosy as fuck and just going through Facebook and shit, I see what people post and somebody posted that a car here in Alamosa followed him through uh, two counties and that's just scary, man. Human trafficking's real, and believe it or not, it goes down in these small towns, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the majority of people that come up missing here, guarantee you they're being sex trafficked. So, ladies, get your pepper spray, get your guns, get your little cute fucking pink pistol. I know, I know, I know how you fucking chicks are, you guys like that little fucking cute shit, so get your little cute shit, learn how to use it, and shoot a motherfucker in the dick if you have to. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's a cold world out there. And I know this because it's like 
negative something outside. What is it? Negative seven outside right now. Which isn't as bad as the other night because the other night was like negative fucking 20. So. You know what I'm saying? Are you guys ready to go to war or what? That's the word on the street, ain't it? We're going to war with Iran, I guess. I don't know. All I know is... Yo, I... I this, this Post Malone album, Hollywood's Bleeding, it's a pretty dope album. It's kind of slept on. It shouldn't have won the hip-hop awards that it won. I'm going to get straight up and be honest with you that now we could talk about politics in a minute, but I'm going to tell you guys right now, I don't think Post Malone deserved any fucking hip-hop accolade on this album because it's not hip-hop. Post Malone is not a fucking rapper. He's a singer. You know what I'm saying? Like, give, give the motherfucker the alternative award or the pop award or probably even the rock award really not well because rock isn't rock you know what i mean you don't see slipknot and godsmack and like hailstorm all nominated and shit it's always like imagine dragons and like shit like that so you know what i mean anyway Sorry, I'm looking at some notes for the podcast. Oh, you guys know what the podcast is about. You click the title. This Mercury's Jam. This Mercury's Jam has gotten me through some shit, so definitely happy about this song. You know. All of November, I went through some depression and shit like that, so, and this was one of the songs that, like, helped me get through it, so, shout out to the Muskies for making this song, um, you guys wanna know why I was depressed, because when I went to get my Prince Albert, um, I had a coupon for it, and I didn't read the fine print in the back, the thing is, is it was expired, so I was like, well, fuck, my dick's already hard, it's already out, fucking, the heavy set chick that was gonna fucking pierce it, made it go soft, cause she sneezed and her breakfast burrito fell on the floor, and that's just a whole nother fucking story, that I don't really have time to tell. Remind me, and I'll tell you guys about the heavy set chick whose breakfast burrito fell when she sneezed right before she was gonna do my Prince album. Oh, another update. My PowerPoint's going great. I'm on slide number 24 out of 1,001. So, this PowerPoint's gonna be amazing. It's 1,001 slides, and I'm on slide 24. Um, I can't talk too much about it. I can't really say too much about it. Because, yeah. Because I, I just really can't, you know, I can't really say too much about it at all. You guys know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding, guys. I don't have a Prince Albert anymore. Like I said on the last podcast, it, well, once I tripped and fell down the stairs because of that ice, it fucking flew out and it closed. 
and actually if you look on my on my OnlyFans and my premium Snapchat, there's the video of me dipping my penis in peroxide and it foaming up. Some of you guys think I'm dead freaking serious and it's freaking hilarious and I love it and I love it, I love it, I love it, it's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Sorry, y'all had to take a drink of that sparkling water. Sparkling water. So anyway, back to my question. Um, are you guys ready to go to war? I'm seeing all these memes about World War Three and shit, man. Um, for those of you who are not following along or paying attention, um, I think America killed Iran's biggest pop singer, and they're fucking pissed because now they... The pop singer, the Iranian pop singer that America killed was gonna go on the Gangnam style fucking tour and now that tour is cancelled and I don't know, that, the guy that they bombed and killed is gonna have a, re- a match with Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania for Brock Lesnar's number one contendership belt, I don't, I don't know, all I know is, no, it's some real shit, y'all, um, I don't care what your political views are. I don't care if you like Donald Trump. I don't care if you hate Donald Trump. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Be a fucking man. Be a woman. Be an adult. There's only two fucking... I'm saying this. I don't care if y'all get mad. Be a man. Be a woman. Those are the only two things that exist. Be a fucking adult. Put your political views aside. Your love for Donald Trump aside. Your hatred for Donald Trump aside. And just say a prayer for these uh, troops. Because their world just got turned upside down if you think about it. All of our uh, hard-working, brave American soldiers, both men and women, in all branches of the military. Their world just got shifted upside down. Um, some were plan- planning on going home. Some were planning on just taking it easy and writing it out. And, and now they don't know when they're going to get sent. And now they don't know when they're going to come home, if they're going to come home. So, put your political views aside and you, I want you guys to say a prayer for our, uh, for our troops. Because they need our support. And us as Americans, we need to just stand up for ourselves. You know what I mean? We've been bullied too much. And... Fucking Gary's fucking looking at me through the fucking webcam listening to this shit. He's fucking pissed because I'm talking all this shit. You know what I mean? Gary, fuck you if you're listening. Tell your mom to save me a plate and that she burned the turkey. But the the turkey was dry as fuck. The turkey was dry as fuck and the stuffing was fucking shit. Uh, even me being on keto, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna tear up this fucking stuff. I'm gonna eat the stuffing like I eat Gary's mom's vagina. You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna fucking go at it. But the stuffing was fucking soaking wet. It was like fucking Thres Leches cake. And the turkey was dry as fuck. So, Gary, you need to quit listening to the podcast, cocksucker, and get back to work. Huh? How did you even get in here? Who the fuck let you in here? 
I didn't get the text. You didn't text me that you were coming. Sorry guys, my manager's here and... Huh? Yes, you can have some water. I don't know if the glass is clean, people. Just fucking... Guys, I'm sorry. My manager showed up. He's not supposed to fucking be here. Um, we'll be right back. You gotta quit showing up unannounced, bro. Because every time you show up unannounced, it fucking pisses me off. You know what I'm saying? You stupid son of a bitch. I don't care if you're just trying to help me out. Every time you help me out... No. Gary don't care anyway, dude. Shut up. Go sit in the car. I don't care if it's negative something out there. No, you cannot have the keys. No. Bro, you're fucking stupid. One of these days I'm going to end up firing. Thank you for listening to The Mind of Manson. You can catch new episodes every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Pocket Cast, and many more. Anchor makes it all happen. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Manson8305. That's M-A-N-S-Y-N-8305. That's where you can find all the updates on the music and all the updates on the podcast. Make sure you stream my new album, Red Rum, by me, Emiliano Manson, on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon, iHeartRadio, you know, wherever you get your music. That's E-M-I-L-L-I-A-N-O. M-A-N-S-Y-N. You know I had to spell it out for you guys. Appreciate y'all.
Cause that every time I'm chilling, somebody ringing my motherfucking doorbell. You coffee anymore. I don't know if you heard, but during the bathtub intro, I snuck a dab or two in. And I didn't want to, you know, fuck up the intro to Well, basically, you guys clicked on the title. I say this every time, y'all. Y'all clicked on the title. You clicked on the title. So you know what that is. You know what it is. You know what it is, what it was, and what it shall be. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time. Well, not really a long time because... You know, we drop a new podcast every Monday, every week, basically, you know, so we're always here. Except last week, I was sick as fuck, and I sounded like shit. I sounded like fucking... I sounded like fucking Cookie Monster mixed with fucking Yoda mixed with DMX. I was sick. I wasn't going to drop a podcast, and that's embarrassing right there. Anyway, it's been a long time, ladies and gentlemen. Since we had one of these, this is the breakdown, y'all. <laughs> this is the breakdown from Snoop Dogg's debut album, y'all. Mm-hmm. I got some stuff in front of me, y'all. It's going down. It's going down. It's going down. Hold on. Gotta take a hit, Steve. Y'all know the deal. Uh, Now's a good time. Now's a good time to pull out your smoking device and take a hit. If you don't smoke, then whatever your vice is, now's a good time. If you you like to work out, now's the time to knock out 10 push-ups, pussy. You know what I mean? You know... 
if you drink, I don't, I don't drink, I don't do alcohol. But now's the time to take a shot or a swig of beer. Yup. How was your guys' New Year? What did you guys do? You guys just chill? I can't remember what I did. Mm-hmm. I remember now. So turn off the lights and close the doors. But for what? We don't let him hold. So we gon' smoke a house. What I did on New Year's Eve is uh, I'm walking down the sidewalk here in uh, my hometown of Southern Colorado. Fucking arrow curve. Fucking made me cut. Yes, I have two different batteries and cartridges in my hand. I have the battery that vibrates, ladies, I have an idea, uh, then I have your normal fucking screw 510 thread battery, one to one, and it has CBD, has THC, and I got my little, I got my little, I got my little, Little glass dab straw, my live, my live sugar, and my torch. You guys, what? You guys don't believe me? Listen. Okay, you fucking torch, you're embarrassing me in front of all the listeners. <coughs> Cough with your uncle Manson. Let it out. Let it all out. Can't grew with a gang of tangled rape And a fat ass jake Of some bubonic chronic that made me choke Shit, this ain't no joke I had to back up off a bit and sit my cup down Tango ray and chronic You guys hear that? You hear that? That's a torch Why would you be Why would you use a torch? Why do you gotta use a torch? I mean Why do you gotta use a torch to smoke your marijuana? Because this is the future, pussy This tastes better than the government agent's mom that always listens in on my podcast. Sup, Gary, you fucking people. (coughs) 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 It's so unprofessional for me to be coughing on podcasts like this, y'all. Just like it's unprofessional for you guys to take part in your daily activities. Everybody's got to hear the shit on W Balls, W Balls, W Balls. 
Hold the fuck up. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Guys, time out. Time out, time out, time out. I'm gonna be a cocky prick just like that that radio DJ was. Mm-hmm. That was pretty dope. You guys ready? All right, fuckers, you're tuned in to the Mind of Manson podcast on 8305FM. That's Fuck Your Mama Radio. You ain't shit if you ain't listening to this podcast, you little bitch. Do you understand me? This is the coolest podcast that drops every single motherfucking Monday. Do you understand the fucking words that are coming out of my mouth? Because every time I talk like this, it makes me sound like I'm somebody important. It makes me sound like I'm really aggressive. But in real life, I'm pretty the probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet and probably the coolest son of a bitch to have a conversation with. So when I talk like this, I'm not necessarily mad at you. I'm mad at me. You know why I'm mad at me? Because I can't be mad at me. I'm a pretty fucking cool guy. Uh, sorry. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. All I know is that uh, Doggy Style is the debut album by American rapper Snoop Doggy Dog. It was released November 23rd, 1993 by Death Row Records and Interscope Records. Damn, that's a cool-ass segue, ain't it? You guys like that shit? Yeah, I know you guys like that shit. You like the fuck out of that shit, don't you? Yeah. No, I'm kidding, guys. Anyway, the album was recorded and produced by Snoop. <coughs> Starting that shit already, Manson? Can't even read a fucking sentence? Son of a bitch. Fucking embarrassing. Anyway, the album was recorded and produced following Snoop's appearance on Dr. Dre's solo album The Chronic in 1992, to which Snoop contributed significantly. You know that motherfucker had a lot to do with that damn album shit. Has his motherfucking name written all over it. Anyway, the West Coast style in hip hop. The West Coast style in hip hop. Hip hop ski. You know what hip hop is. That music that your grandparents hate. You know, that he developed from Dre's first album, continued to Doggy Style. Critics have praised Snoop Doggy Dog for his lyrical realism. And I'm saying that in quotation marks. You know, the lyrical realism that he delivers on the album and on, you know. Motherfucker got a distinct flow on this album. You know, despite some mixed criticism, the album initially, upon release, Doggy Style earned recognition from many music critics as one of the most significant albums of the 1990s, ladies and gentlemen. As well as one of the most important hip-hop albums ever released. you damn right. Much like the chronic, the distinct sounds of Doggy Style help introduce hip-hop sub-genre of G-Funk to the mainstream audience, of course. You know, nobody really knew what the fuck G-Funk was. This is G-Funk. Listen. Listen, bitch. I, I didn't call you a bitch. Not you, the person listening. I called the person listening that's telling people not to listen to this. Anyway, I don't know. Doggy Style did debut at number one on Billboard Top 200, selling 806,858 copies in the first week alone in the United States. Doggy Style debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, selling 
806,858 copies in the first week alone in the United States. Doggy Style debuted uh, at number one on the Billboard 200, selling 806,000. Yes, I'm repeating this, guys. I'm not that stoned, okay? And you're not that stoned. And the CD's not skipping. This podcast is not skipping. You understand? There's not a there's not a bad connection. Doggy Style debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200, selling 806,858 copies in the first week. Do you guys know what that means? Do you really know what that means? That means that people got off their ass, drove to the record store, and bought a physical copy of this album. Whether a damn cassette tape, a cassette tape, bro. Motherfuckers went, got out of the house. Something you kids nowadays don't know nothing about. And my manager's not here. So I'm gonna say, you youngsters nowadays. I say your generation's gonna save the world. You guys just fucked up and fucked up the whole tobacco age for everybody. Oh man. And that's another thing. If it wasn't for generations that like us and older. Hey dude, what's up? I didn't know you were here. Sorry guys, excuse me, my manager showed up. I don't know, I don't know. What's up, bro? I'm actually in a good mood today. I don't let him talk on podcasts because he sounds weird as fuck. We like so, we don't cause yeah, yeah we it's don't over there. Yeah, go ahead. Fucking nerd. Anyway, I forgot what I was saying. Oh yeah, that means a lot of people went out and actually bought physical copies of this. 800,000 of them. You know what I mean? Um, in layman, layman's terms, you lame motherfuckers, you know, for selling 806,858 copies in the first week in the United States, which was a record for a debuting artist and the fastest selling hip-hop album ever, Docky Style was included in the Source Magazine's list of 100 hip-hop albums, as well as Rolling Stones Magazine's list of essential recordings of the 90s. About.com placed it at number 17 of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. The album was certified quadruple platinum by the RIAA. By November 2015, the album has sold 7 million copies in the United States and over 11 million copies worldwide. Wow. So, let's go through some of this track listing, ladies and gentlemen. First track is Bathtub. Second track is G-Funk Intro. Third track is Gin and Juice. Number four is the Shiznit. This is Lottie Dottie. It sounds familiar because it was originally done by Slick Rick. 
This is the song, or if she's actually talking to me, because I've, I've heard this a lot in the past two weeks. You know, I took three, she ate the other 22 cats. Now she's crying out her eyeballs, drinking myself. She's too dead, dude. I know, it's my fault. Dry, yeah, here comes your mother with those two little guys. And says to me, hi. Yeah, it's really rare. It's really, really rare for a hip-hop artist to cover a song. Because one thing in hip-hop that a lot of people don't know is the main thing in hip-hop is, motherfucker, you gotta write your own shit. The only reason fucking Aubrey gets away with this shit is because uh, his Degrassi contract is laminated. You can't tear it up, so he has no choice. You know what I mean? Lamination will get you, you know? Like, I laminated my fucking dick one time. It didn't work out. Because it was, like, all wrinkled and, you know, like, Prince Albert got in the way. And, no, I don't have a Prince Albert, ladies and gentlemen. I'm being fucking stupid. Okay? I don't have a Prince Albert anymore. Pay attention. Follow along to the podcast. Just see why. Because, um, the, well, what had happened to, to like, you know, uh, piercing of the, you know, genital area, the areage, the, you know, the, the gentle genital areage, the areage, area, area, areage, area, you know, area 51 down there, um, I was standing on the hood of the vehicle, naked, don't ask, don't fucking ask, and, um, I was doing the line off the radiator, and the car was running, and my wing caught the fan belt and ripped my prince out of it. I never fell down the stairs. I'm sorry I lied to you guys. Anyway, back to your regularly scheduled programming. I hope they know I'm joking. Oh yeah, this is a song about a murder case that actually, uh, this may or may not be a true story. All I know is he did go to court, and, uh, somebody's dead and sleep is in my car. So, who really won, cocksucker? Anyway. Man, this song's dark as fuck, man. I'm getting a dark vibe already. Like, you know what this song is making me want to do? This song is making me want to knock over all this fucking shit. All this recording shit. And it's making me want to punch the wall. Ow. Ow. I didn't close my fist hard enough. Ow. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
This album was released on November 23rd, 1993. But here's the kicker, ladies and gentlemen. It was recorded January of 1993 all the way to October of 1993. I said this in the last breakdown. If you didn't hear the last breakdown, go back into the archives because your Uncle Manson has a list of episodes, ladies and gentlemen. We've been doing this for about a year already. Next month is going to be a year anniversary. What are you guys going to get me? Huh? You guys want me to send you my Amazon wish list? I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want you guys to judge me, you know, when I ask for tamale corn husks, a keto cookbook recipe, a gimp mask, and a fucking German thesaurus, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, go back and listen to the last breakdown. I say this all the time. Back in the day, a solid album took about six to nine months to write and record. And then that's how they put it out. But nowadays, you can record a song the same day. You can record ten songs in one fucking day. And boom, it's on Spotify in the next two hours. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it was back in the day. You know what I mean? So, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. That's nine months. That's nine months. That's nine months. Because, if you think about it, that's, that's, that's a solid session. That's a solid session. Just think about it. The first single, Who Am I, or really, What's My Name, that everybody knows, it was rec- it was released the day before Halloween of 1993. October 30th is when they released the first single of this album. Okay. So as soon as the album was done, choose one. As soon as the album was done, they're like, we need this single out. So they put it out. And then about a month later, less than a month later, boom, they dropped the whole album. And then Jen and Juice came. You know what I mean? And Doggy Dog World came. But let's talk about the place it. This was uh, recorded, y'all. This was recorded, uh, you know, at the Village Recorder in West Los Angeles. Also recorded at Complex Studios in Los Angeles. Larrabee North Studios and Larrabee West Studios in North Hollywood. It's classified as West Coast Hip Hop, Hip Hop, G-Funk, and Gangsta Rap. The length is 55 minutes long. Label, of course, we said Death Row and Interscope. We're not going to do, you know, the whole fucking, you know, we're not going to do the whole straight out of Compton story. No, everybody knows the story. So, you know. Pom, pom. Pump, pump. Suicide. 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 It's a suicide. 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 The cloud becomes black and the sky becomes blue. Now you in the midst of the dog pound crew. No clue on why the fuck we do. Listen to this flow and cadence that this dude has. Don't make a move for your gag so soon. Cause I drop spawns like blood tank. Think about this. Back in 93, nobody was flowing like this. This was a breath of fresh air. Like hearing this for the first time is like probably like hearing like Little Rob for the first time. 
Immaculate flow. That's some straight West Coast shit right there. This song reminds me of an old school Mr. Little One song, actually, to be honest. If we're gonna be honest, if we're being honest. If we're gonna be honest. If we're gonna be honest, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think you want me to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you really want me to. Do you want me to be honest with you? Okay, I'll be honest with you. Alright, the truth is, this hit number 24 in Australia. Shout out to Australia. I love you guys. I'm so sorry. Uh, find out what charity you can donate to. Help these people out, man. Like, their whole literally, literally, their whole country is literally burning. And it's a beautiful country. Beautiful country, beautiful people, beautiful animals. We love you, Australia. Anyway. Yeah, man. Shout out to Australia. Um, number 35 in the Austrian charts. Number 10 on the Canadian charts. Number 34 on the Dutch album charts. Number 21, number fuckers, I want my German thesaurus. Pedro de Pacas, uh, wish list. German albums, number 21. Irish albums, number, number 70. Damn. Celtic, Celtics didn't like Snoop back then, huh? New Zealand, number 25. Swedish, number 18. Swiss. Number 24, the UK is number 38. The UK R&B, number 12. US Billboard Top 200, number one. Number one, bitch. In Canada, it's certified platinum at 100,000 copies. France is gold at 100,000 copies. The United Kingdom is considered it platinum at 300,000 copies. And the United States is four times platinum. Four times platinum at 6,957,800 copies. I said that number wrong. 6, 6,957,800. Totaling around 11 million copies sold. Ooh. It says Atlantic Records. Shut up, you guys. I'm not going to say anything. Atlantic Records put out the cassette. On November 10th, 1993, and then Death Row and Interscope put out the CD and LP on November 23rd, 
uniting, free, biatch. You understand the words that are coming out of my freaking mouth? Do do we get like? Let me get like uh, Frankie Kazarian. If you know, you know. Do you? Do you? Do you? Huh? Do you? Do you? Doggy Style debuted at number one on the top on the top of the Billboard Top 200, powered by a spectacular first week of 806,000 copies. As of November 2015, the album sold 7 million copies in the United States and over 11 million copies worldwide. It was certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America on May 31st, 1994. It was Snoop Doggy Dogg's most successful album. Following his albums, was certified single or double platinum. Doggy Style first appeared on the music charts in 1993, peaking at the top of Billboard. Obviously going to number one. Duh. You know. It peaked to number one in January 1994, certified three times platinum. Record was mildly successful in Europe, reaching number 18 in Sweden. We already went through the names. You know what I'm saying? And it's Brodus Jr. Calvin Brodus Jr. That's his name. Doggy Dogs. G's Up Hose Down was ominous, but the original pressing through the sample clearance on the original tracks release back cover was uh, listed after Pump Pump instead of immediately before. The original pressing of the album, which contains G's Up, Hose Down, listed W Balls separately on the album's artwork. This is also including a listing on for the next episode. The song did not exist on any copy of the album, it leaked, however, in the late, uh, late 2000s. Later pressing the album, which will remove G's Up, Hose Down, do not list either of these tracks on the album's artwork, although W Balls is featured W Balls. W Balls. Murder was the case. It was later turned into a film. Let's see. The cut track section. G's up, hose down. Ominid on all the original pressings due to a sample clearance issue. We already talked about that. The next episode featuring Dr. Dre listed on the track. Listing provided to retailers before the album's release, but does not feature on any pressings of the album. The instrumental was later used on Warren G's track, Run With It, Bitch. You know, Run With It, no, uh, Running With No Breaks from his album Regulate G Funk Era. Later paired the recording titled The Next Episode for Dre's second studio album, 2001, which completely was different from the original. Doggy style featuring uh, Jewel and George Clinton. What? Recorded during the se- album sessions, remaining unreleased. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Get out of 
like a western flick The kingpin of the click Top knock, 17 shot clock cock So all niggas drop Them in the milk food get broke off For trying to serve the best corrupt era Creep the terror cause it's a murder fest I smoke chronic every day so what have we Another motherfucker getting served Like some cabbie now who Sorry I got quiet you guys I'm super stoned and uh, there's an accolade on here Of a singer named Jewel That appeared on Doggy Style And I'm trying to figure out if it's Jewel The singer So I'm debating if we should get a little higher I'm pretty up there Oh, you might as well, right? I mean, I already have the torch lit. With the glasses heating up as we speak. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's the same jewel. Is it? Maybe this is her rapping. Mm. Tasty. That was a low temperature dab. Sometimes you gotta get, take low temps, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> Sometimes you gotta take it. And, uh, it's necessary sometimes. So is it the same singer? I don't know if it is. Maybe it is. Let's go on a mission real quick, guys, and find out. I don't think it's the same one. How you spell your fucking name? How you spell your name? How you spell it? Jewel Kitcher. It's not the same Jewel. It's not. That mission didn't last too fucking long. <laughs> <coughs> Rest in peace, Nate Dog, by the way. And you even licked my balls. On the cabinet. And I promise, baby, I'll break you the call. What's the weekly charts on this? They're the same. And you can't fuck that day, baby. Come back and open your mouth. Sorry. Oh, you never met a girl. 
Shut up, guys. I haven't warmed up my voice yet. You understand? I haven't warmed it up. Anyway, it has been uh, suggested by some of the uh, writers and publications that Doggy Style has considerably affected African-American culture. Some publications have held the rap genre responsible for social problems such as sexual violence and sexism, which has been blamed by Snoop Doggy Dog and other rappers calling their uh, controversial lyrics, keeping it real. And I'm saying that in quotations because that's what it's saying in quotations. And the problems of sexual violence and sexism, 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 that's my new, that's MC sexism coming to the stage. MC Sexism from Magote, Colorado, MC Sexism are attributed to lyrics degrading women such as bitches and hoes. Some believe have influenced black males, Snoop Doggy Dog, and other hip hop artists, including NWA, especially Easy E, Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube, due to their success. And of course, they're gonna throw poor Tupac Shakur in there, have been held accountable for developing the gangster rap form, a genre which articulated the rage of the urban underclass in its sense of intense opposition and defiant rebellion. That sounded like a bar. Which was obtained, that's a big word, obtained through a, the ability to communicate through free censorship, y'all. And it has been allowed in hip hop in hip in hip hop culture to become a dominance without a dominant style of ethos without the world. Mariah Cam Mariah fucking carry where's Eminem when you need him? Sample the song Ain't No Fun If the Homies Can't Have None in her 1999 album Rainbow for the remix of Heartbreaker, which featured uh, Missy Elliott and the Brat. I remember that song. It ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Like, on track it sounds tight, but in reality it just sounds gross. Let's not go there. My manager's not even here. He's still sitting in the car. And I'm... I know not to touch that with a fucking stripper 50 for a 50 foot stripper pull. Can we get a motherfucking moment of silence for this small chronic break? Bitches out to eat, spending money on these hoes, you know what I'm saying? I treat a bitch like 7-Up. I never have, I never will. I tell a bitch like this, bitch, you without me is like hell Melvin without the blue notes. She'll never go platinum. Hey, Daz, give me a light, nigga. We'd like to welcome y'all to the Battle of Carolina West. I own this motherfucker. What the My name fuck is are we talking about? Y'all niggas know who I am. Y'all niggas tan up shit. He said take a fucking moment of silence for a chronic break, and to be honest with you guys, I'm not gonna lie to you, I just woke up with a fucking torch in my hand, and I looked down, we were still recording, and I was like, whoa, they're still here, you guys haven't left me. You guys haven't left me. Anyway, the writers, Stephen Best and Douglas Kleiner, Keller, Helen Keller, have noted that Snoop Doggy Dog. I know what I just said, assholes. I said it on purpose. Fuck you. Um, 
that Snoop Doggy Dogg and other rappers only condemn violence when it uh, is directed towards them and against them. Otherwise, if they celebrate it, initialize it, embrace it as uh, the ethos as it means of self-expression, which some believe has the effect on black-on-black crime. Black-on-black crime needs to stop. We need to stick together. We need to improve on black and brown relationships. The release of music videos from Doggy Style and The Chronic has enabled the artist to add visual illustrations to their lyrics. Kind of like when that chick's playing volleyball and that fucking vato that comes up behind her and fucking boom, slaps her titties out. That was a good, today was a good day. Anyway, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg driving around South Central in L.A. with the, you know, lower suspension, you know, the imaginary gangster life, you know what I mean? You know, it's generally considered his best record to date. In addition to being his highest charting, best-selling album, as his later albums were certified double platinum, platinum or gold, although the game is to be sold, not to be told, was certified double platinum, making it his second best-selling artist, and also his only other one to be certified multi-platinum. It differs from the following albums as his later work featured productions from multiple different individuals, such as the Neptunes, Timberland, and Daz Dillon, with reduced input from Dre, of course, which shows a shift from G-Funk production. Snoop Doggy Dog's follow-up album, The Dog Father, in 1996, did not involve Dr. Dre as he left Death Row Records. As a result, DJ Pooh was the main beat maker for the album. The dog father followed the methods of the G-Funk recording and initially sold well, receiving mixed reviews that failed to produce major hit single in the earlier songs, such as Gin and Juice in 1998. It just didn't happen. Sorry guys, I decided to take my other Should we take another dab? Should we? Should we? Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, this is one of the singles. Have you guys been paying attention? Have you? Should we talk about a little sidebar? He is finished. I'm just waiting on something special. I'm just waiting on something special. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. You guys want to know what's going to happen on Valentine's Day? I'm going to be releasing the first single to my new project. The new project is called Small Town Burnout. It's six songs of amazing fucking sounds. It's 
my best work today. The cool thing about this album or EP project or whatever that I got coming out. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your substitute teacher. Uh -oh. My name is Mr. Buckworth. The topic for today is what you would like to be when you grow up. You, over there in the jean shirt. What you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a police officer. All right. That's a pretty good profession. You over there in that black shirt. What you want to be when you grow up? I would like to be a fireman. Nice. All right. That's a pretty good profession, too. Hey, you in the back with those French braids. What's your name? My name is Snoop. All right, Snoop. What you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a motherfucking hustler. You better ask somebody. You better ask somebody about my music, motherfuckers. You know how the fuck I do. Anyway. Anyway. I'm gonna be a selfish whore one time and promote my shit before we wrap this up. I keep telling it an album. It's only six songs, so it's an EP. It's a cool project. Every song sounds different. I have a pop song. I have a rock song. Basically, I have something for pop radio, rock radio, R&B radio, hip hop. You know what I mean? And I also got a country song. Yes, I said it, motherfucker. A country song. And no, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Like, and y'all know who Cody Jinks is, Cody Johnson, Marvel Price, Sergio Simpson, Tyler Childers, that, you know, that kind of country music, Sonny Sweeney, that kind of country music, the kind you don't hear on the radio but can be played on the radio, uh, old school traditional outlaw shit, I have one of those kind of songs on there too, you know what I mean? Follow me on Instagram at Manson8305, M-A-N-S-Y-N, and the number is 8305. Stay up to date on the podcast, the music, all the cool shit. And you're coming up soon. I have some more friends that are going to stop by and have a, have a sit down and have a talk with us. Conversation. You know what I mean? Give a shit. Did I, I did that right? Give a shit. Every single one to get the job done. Listen, I'm here taking another dab. I shouldn't be taking this major. I've dabbed it the whole episode. Oh, shit. Because you gotta get in the zone. Oh boy, this is gonna be a good, a good one. This is gonna be a good one. 
Follow me on social media though. I keep up on all my shit. All my shit. Snoop is a fucking living icon, living legend, icon, universal. I did this whole episode without a sparkling water, can you believe that? I've been drinking some amino acid though, that's why. Certified Diamond, then, let's look, it sold 11 million copies, I imagine so, you know what I mean, so, we went through Bathtub, which is a skit, G-Funk intro, which I, <coughs> let you know what you was getting into with the homies, coming in with Gin and Juice next, Iconic Song, then you have the Shiznit, Letting them know that you ain't fucking around. And then you have the classic redone. Lottie Dottie. We likes the potty. Then. <coughs> you have murder with the case. Death after visualizing eternity. Featuring that nigga Daz. You know, allegedly may or may not have happened. Don't know, don't care. It's an amazing song. Then you have Serial Killer. Featuring the DLC and the Dogtown and RBX. Then you have the first single, Who Am I? What's My Name? Then you have For All My Niggas and Bitches. Featuring the Dogtown and Lady in Rage. Then you had Ain't No Fun. If the homies can't have none. But Nate Dog Warren G. And you got Doggy Dog World featuring the dramatics and the dog pound. And you had G's and Hustlers, which is a theme song and an anthem for a lot of us. 
featuring Nancy Fletcher. Then you got Pump Pump featuring Lil Malik. This is the breakdown of Doggy Style, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's, 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 there's certain albums that make their fucking mark on time. And every song is just timeless. You know? And that's what the breakdown is. You guys know the podcast. We do shit. You know what I'm saying? We do shit. We talk about mental health, depression, healthy eating, exercising, fitness. We talk about conspiracy theories. We talk about horror stories. We talk about ghost stories. Paranormal shit. You know, I get stoned off my ass and fucking, you know, make myself laugh and make you guys laugh. But we, we watch movies together. We go to concerts together. And one thing that we also do is this right here. This is the breakdown. This is where we take an album that fucking changed time. Changed history. Changed me. And I know it changed y'all too. Once again. This is the breakdown. For Snoop Dogg's. Doggy style. Salute, it's yeah. Um, you're five hours late here. And man, shut we, the fuck up. Come on, man. Then we just saw you on oh, Twitter. Come on, I'm about five hours late. Nigga, I'm here. Nigga, be happy I'm here and ask some real questions. Yeah, I was just wondering what you, what you, why you were so late, and I saw you were twittering about stuff you being stopped at the border. I was late because I went to go get some chicken wings. That's why I was late. Because okay. I wanted to go see Norway up close and personal. Visit the old folks home. I went to a convalescent home. That's why I was late. Uh, they change every year, from one year to the next. Like when you go from seven years old to eight years old and nine years old. 